if you don't understand how much your family is influencing you and you're listening to everything that they say and you're taking that as truth, you're probably leaving a lot of potential on the table and you're probably not going to live your life the way you actually want to live it. Remember, everyone in the world is always going to be afraid of that which they don't understand. And how could they understand what Kevin and I were trying to do or what you're trying to do or what my client was trying to do when they've never done it? Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for entrepreneurs. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself, and one world-class guest to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Alan and I are in strange moods because we haven't recorded an episode together in what seems like forever, but this is the first one, me being back from Colorado. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, number 1060, last week's live Q&A today for episode number 1061. Do you realize how much your family is influencing you. I told Alan before we recorded this episode, I said, I want to go back to the frame that I used to have before every single one of these episodes where I would say, okay, we're talking to dream chasers. When I was an early, early dream chaser, what was I dealing with? What was I thinking about? What was I struggling with? When I talk to early dream chasers, what are they dealing with? What are they struggling with? And this is what jumped to the top of the page for me. I think there's a lot of people out there right now, and maybe you're one of them if you're listening. You consider yourself a dream chaser, but there's something stopping you from actually chasing the dream completely. I've had so many either clients or even close friends who wanted to go do something different than they were currently doing. And their family would say, well, there's no insurance when you're an entrepreneur. There's no 401k when you're starting your own thing. There's no guaranteed paychecks. There's no hours. There's no certainty. And oftentimes, if the people closest to you are telling you that you're not going to be capable of accomplishing something, you're probably not going to do it. Now, usually I have a story about this, but again, I'm very blessed because my family has been very supportive of this, but I will tell you this. In the beginning, I remember my grandmother said when I left my job, she said, what are you going to do next? Like, are you going to go look for a job, right? And I said, I'm never going to punch a clock again, ever. Like, that's just not something I'm going to do. But I had the, at least the belief and or the mentorship from Alan to understand that we could probably maybe succeed at this. I wasn't 100% certain. <laughs> probably, some days, maybe. <laughs> some days I'm still not 100% certain. But if if I didn't have a partner in this, would I have listened to my grandmother and said, you know what? Yeah, I probably should go get a job. I, sh I probably should play it safe. My other thought for this episode, Alan, I was thinking of a title. We did an episode, Why Is Your Circle Your Circle? In this episode, it's almost kind of like, why are you listening to the people that you're listening to? Because if, you're, if you don't understand how much your family is influencing you, and you're listening to everything that they say, and you're taking that as truth, 
you're probably leaving a lot of potential on the table and you're probably not going to live your life the way you actually want to live it because you're you're living it through a lens of somebody else's experience and uh, experiences and fears, excuse me. So I have a client who um, is dating someone and they both have these really big dreams uh, in real estate and they want to buy you know, investment properties and all that kind of stuff. They actually just bought an investment property. So congratulations if that person is listening. I'll keep it anonymous. And we were doing the five-pointed star. I've been talking a lot about the five-pointed star lately. And the reason why is because the five-pointed star, for those of you who don't know, it's a very simple idea. You draw a star with five points on it, and it's the five people you spend the most time with. You put your name in the center. And essentially what it is is if you have high self-belief, you're going to have high a large vision. If you have a large vision, you're going to have high goals. If you have high goals, you're going to have high standards for yourselves. You are the sum average of the five people you spend the most time with. So the five-pointed star is if you want to shine as bright as possible, which everyone on this podcast, everyone listening or watching this does, that's why you're listening. How do we shine brighter? How do we become better? How do we serve at a greater level? How do we be a bigger light in the world? And so in order to do that, you're going to have to surround yourself with other stars so that those stars can shine bright together. And so I did this exercise with this client, and uh, the stars that she put on, so the five names, um, I'll just keep it anonymous, but I was on there, uh, two other people that she gave a 10 to were on there, I was grateful she gave me a 10, and then she had two fives on there. And one of the fives was her partner, but she said, no, 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 but the thing is, is he's actually a star too. He's just surrounded right now by a lot of people. He, he's in a job that is not necessarily growth-oriented people. And I know this person and I agree. This person and I have connected on the compound effect and he loves the compound effect. And so that alone is, is enough to help me understand that he's going to climb out of whatever that is. And so we were talking recently about all these aspirations and they want to buy rental properties and they want to... Um, do these things all over the world and, and they're on their path to that. This client is doing very, very well and she's grown so much since I met her two years ago. And so anyways, uh, we were talking recently last week and they had just bought, like I said, their their rental property and she said it's so interesting because this her partner's family had warned them about all the fears of being a landlord and how it's going to be so hard and how you shouldn't do it and again, just, just injecting fear. And the thing is, being a landlord is probably really hard. So I understand why those fears are there. And that's the thing. There's some truth to these fears. That's the problem. Your grandma was right. There is no 401k at the beginning of NLU or Hyperconscious Podcast. Your grandmother was right. There was no safety net in the beginning when your car wasn't working and the engine was was S-ing the bed, right? (laughs) S-ing the bed. Um, (laughs) Trying to keep it a clean podcast here. Uh, But anyways, so there's some validity to these fears, but there's also a lot of validity to the fact that it's totally doable. And so speaking back to this client, it's like, they are going to crush it, man. Now, will there be challenges? Will being a landlord throw stuff at you you're not expecting? Will you end up losing some money sometimes? But on the aggregate, on the high end, Kev, I know you posted this today, you said growth is not linear, it's up and down. Mm. And I agree. It's up and down and up and down and up and down. But the trend line is up over the long term. And Kevin and I talk about this all the time. It's not about being the best. It's about bettering your best. And so, you know, this client and her partner five years from now are going to have a ton of properties. They're going to have a ton of revenue. They're going to have their dream lifestyle. 
And I have a very high degree of certainty of that because this person's amazing and super hardworking and I'm helping her with the coaching as well. And she has two other amazing coaches, by the way. So she has three coaches. I mean, unbelievable, super into personal development. So five years from now, because she didn't listen to her partner's parents or the naysayers, she's going to have the life of her dreams. And I've seen this time and time and time again, Kev, and it all comes down to this. Even at the beginning of my journey, um, there are people in my family who thought that what I was doing was very unintelligent. Why would you ever leave a job making that much money? That's what I kept hearing. Why would you ever leave a job making that much money? Alan, you have the life everyone else dreams of. Why would you ever leave a job making that much money? The truth of the matter is, is that in hindsight, it's very clear to me, I had to risk 65 to make 85. I had to risk 85 to make 105. I had to risk 105 to make 125. And I had to risk 125 to make nearly 200,000. And every single one of those was a risk. I had to switch companies. And then at the tail end, when I went from 105 to 125, I, I got promoted. But it was really difficult to lean into that promotion. It's not like my job got easier. My job got way harder. And then after that, I got promoted and my job got even harder. So I went from inside sales to outside sales to a bigger territory, more responsibility, more opportunity to fail, right? Less safety net, less people watching my back. I'm, I'm responsible for the, the revenue of this whole territory, right? So you just got to understand that the people who were saying, why would you ever leave a job making that much money? Don't understand that all the steps I took prior from 65 to 85, 85 to 105, I had to risk all that in order to get to where I am. And Kevin and I had to make this big risk to get to where we are now. And it took us five years to get to the place where we both exceeded the amount of revenue that we used to make. And now two, five, 10 years from now, it won't even be close. So I think a lot of it is predicated on fear and low awareness. Remember, everyone in the world is always gonna be afraid of that which they don't understand. And how could they understand what Kevin and I were trying to do or what you're trying to do or what my client was trying to do when they've never done it? Hello, everyone at G6. My name is Roberta. I'm glad to be connected with all of you. We had a wonderful last few months encouraging each other, keeping each other accountable, especially Lynn. Thank you very much for being there. And it's been an amazing journey. One thing I wanted to highlight what it was done for me is... It has helped me to reprioritize. I think I was suffering from people pleasing and especially with this online space, everybody just coming to sell you whatever they are selling and their group and their funnels, whatever it is. And in being nice, there's a lot of time I wasted on things that are not in alignment with what I want to do with my life. I wasted so much time and this accepting friend requests of people who are not in alignment with what you're doing because we live in a world where everybody asks you how many followers you have and they think that's where the value comes from. I am done with that. I'm rejecting friend requests and group requests that are not in alignment with whatever I'm pursuing. So this has been a life changer for me because I realized how much time I wasted not being productive, but just because I'm being nice to people and I'm done doing that. Because I've learned to prioritize things that help me become a better person. If someday in the future, five, 10 years from now, I want to pursue those things they were selling and I respect the hustle, I may go back to those things. But right now, whatever it is I'm doing, I am not 
accepting any invite, anything that is not in alignment with my purpose and my mission right now. And I realized, as I said, how much time I had wasted. I thought I needed time management classes just to keep up, but it, it just was not for me. And it's been surreal, actually. Even when they message me and they try to be nice, I know all of those scripted sales pitches, and they try to be nice to you and say, we will help and with this and with that. I, I told one guy, actually, on the message, I said, I'm sorry, I hear what you're saying, but no, this is not for me. But thank you very much for reaching out which I have not would have not done in the past. So this has been a game changer for me. Thank you very much for the group coaching. It's been an eye opener and I hope everyone's journey continues to rise. I think risk is personal. Because uh, what what is a risk to you might not be a risk to somebody else or a risk that they're willing to take and vice versa. Maybe and this I think this is what separates a dream chaser from somebody who doesn't want to chase dreams and they're they're happy with certainty that's what they want i i want a paycheck i want a, a schedule i want certainty i want all those things that's fine i don't i don't have anything against that but i think what separates it is that is more of a risk for me to go live that life than for me to chase my dreams i'd rather risk it all and fail than succeed at that again yeah man right and i think yeah. that's where it's like when people give you advice they're only thinking from their place of risk of like, well, if I left my job and went all in and I failed, I would, everything would crumble around me. It's like, well, I don't want to succeed at what you're succeeding at. So maybe my risk isn't the same as yours. And I think that's why it's so important to, to get advice from people who are doing or have done or are succeeding at what you want to do because at least they're thinking similarly. It's probably not the same, but similar. There's one more layer deep too, Kev. Not only are they thinking from their frame of risk, they're also thinking from their frame of what they think your life would be like. Yeah. So for example, when I was making all that money in corporate America, they were thinking to themselves, I would never leave a job making that much money, but that's because they don't know what it's like. They probably assume it's better than it really is. And I'll tell this story very briefly. Kevin and I, we were in Colorado. How are we doing on time, by the way? I got a, I got like Another five, five minutes. Okay. Kevin and I went to an event in Colorado. Beautiful, beautiful event. You've probably heard about it unless you're a new listener. And one of our mentors flew us out there. Uh, I shouldn't say flew us out there. We flew out there, but he invited us to this event. It was magnificent, awesome, awesome event. And uh, there was one person there who was speaking who was big in TV. She had won an Emmy or a Grammy. Emmy. Grammy is music, right? Yeah. So true. Emmy. Yeah, Emmy. Uh, and... I remember I, I always ask this question. Kevin's heard me ask this to people all over the world. Um, what's one thing in your industry that I wouldn't understand as a, as a common citizen if I wasn't in your industry? Common I ask citizen. people this. Uh, yeah, I don't think I usually frame it that way, but it's That's that sort of question. In you. other words, yeah, <laughs> common, common citizen. citizen. Um, what's one thing about TV that I wouldn't know? And she said, Alan, it's not glamorous. See, it's glamorous. It's not nearly as glamorous as people think essentially is what she's saying. It's actually a lot of hard work and it's really not glamorous. And we also have had some mentors in, in show business that have shared that same sort of insight, um, a director and then a producer as well. But the point here is that we assume being on TV would be the coolest thing ever. It'd be so awesome. And so, oh, I'd never quit TV. I would never quit a job in TV. It's like, you don't really know what it's like to be in TV. So you probably would if you realized how difficult it was, right? And so I think not only are you assessing other people's decision-making paradigm from your own frame of reference and your own risk tolerance, but you're also presupposing that you know what it would be like 
to make all that money or to be in that industry or whatever it is. So for, for the listeners that are dream chasers out there, like why you might be listening to the wrong people, particularly your family, remember they have a lot of influence over you. And this will be an interesting analogy. It's like Emilia has much more influence over our little dog Tucker than I do. And my influence is growing with him because my relationship is growing with him. But the reason why is because she's been taking care of him ever since he was a little baby. And he does this thing, we call it Tucker Towel. So after he takes a Tucker Tubby, <laughs> uh, we do Tucker Towel. So essentially what it is, is it's kind of like imagine a bullfight, but not not violent. And you just pull the towel up and he runs into it and just gets all dried off. And I remember asking her, like, how does, why does he always do this? And she's like, oh, I did it with him ever since he was a baby. And so the reason I'm saying this is that we got conditioned from a very young age to listen to our family. Because when we were young, we needed to listen to somebody and they had way more awareness than we did back then. And so maybe your family doesn't have as high awareness as you in this particular field or this particular realm, but they still have the same influence over you that they used to because they used to have higher awareness when, when you were a kid. Fire. I'm glad we did this one. I think this is an important one. Family is definitely one of the biggest bottlenecks in everything. And I mean, not just dream chasing, but just in general, to your point, Alan, our, our families influence us at a very deep level, way deeper than I think most of us realize. And until you start digging and digging and unconditioning and reflecting, then it starts to make a little bit more sense. Next level nation. As you have heard me talking about recently, we did a live event in March. I think it was March 27th called next level live. And since a lot of our amazing community is either outside of the country or they couldn't come because of COVID or maybe financially it didn't make sense. We took the entire live event and we have repurposed it as an online course. So if you go to our website, you can find it. It's only $47. It is a bargain. Again, our goal is to add as much value as possible. We don't think of, okay, how much should we charge so we can make as much money? We want as many people to see this as possible, but we also do have to make a profit on it as well. So $47, and it's like a four-hour course. It is like $10 an hour. Pretty good. The the amount of revenue that we invested into making that event as valuable as possible yes. is way more, yes. way we lost, more, we about a thousand times. Yeah, yeah, we lost money. About a thousand times more than $47. <laughs> so you can crunch the numbers on that. No, 100 times? 100 times. 100 no, no. times. Yeah, yeah, 100 times. Yeah, 100 times. So yeah, more than 100 times more valuable. So uh, for $47, you can get all of that value. Uh, also, if for whatever reason you're in a, a tough financial spot, we have a free course as well available. So if you're like, honestly, I don't know if this course is going to be good. Let me test out their courses in general. We have a course called the Next Level 5 to Thrive that is free. And um, you can download that on the website. It just got redesigned. So there's a tab called Online Courses and there's a drop down arrow. One of them is the Next Level Live 2022. The other one is the Next Level 5 to Thrive. So click on that one. That one's free. Check that out. And then if you want more, you can buy the $47 one. Strong work, my friend. I have to go because I am on another podcast. Next Level Nation, as always, we love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. Shout out to all the new listeners. We had a bunch of listens over the last week. So we appreciate you all very, very much. And maybe it's your first time hearing this, but at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Please reach out. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family, so make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at NeverQuitKid, and Alan is at ALazarus88. 
Also, if you found value in this episode, leave us a review using the link in the show notes and please share this with someone who's ready to get to the next level. We will talk to you tomorrow.